The left has the GOP right where they want them, folks. It's true. It's true. The, the left wants nothing more than Trump to be the guy for this thing to get dragged out and for Trump to be the nominee and for us to talk about Trump, Trump, Trump. That's what the left wants. That's what the left wants. Let's talk about it. It's another episode of Rhubarb Nation. Happy Masters Thursday, baby. Let's go. Man, up until uh, like, you know, I guess the other day, up, up until Trump was arraigned, I was getting a little hopeful. I was getting a little bit hopeful for conservatism. I'd been seeing some interviews, some, some videos, some things about DeSantis, and I've been excited. I've been excited about this. I just have. I've been excited about DeSantis, you know? I just have been. I like what he's done in Florida. I just I like him. I like I like him for multiple reasons. I like what he's done with I mean, obviously with COVID down there. Uh everybody called him a murderer. And we went down there. We were living in communist North Carolina. As you guys know, we lived in Boone before we defected back to Georgia. Uh if you've listened to this podcast, follow me on Twitter. You you kinda you kinda know my story, but we were living in, in, in North Carolina and COVID happens and everybody's on lockdown. Our neighbors, our friend group, uh, most of them like worked at uh, App State and were professors. They were super woke. And before COVID and George Floyd, that kind of didn't matter. We all kind of hung out. We all hiked together and did trivia night at Galileo's every Tuesday night. And then George Floyd happens and this weird line was drawn in the sand and like masks started happening and we didn't really participate, my wife and I. And they looked at us like we were these alt-right, just wackadoodles. And they got really weird and tense. And, and for lack of a better term here, and I, maybe I'm overgeneralizing, but they started hating us. And you could feel it. It got really, really tense. And unfriending on Facebook started happening. And I mean, and I was, you, you guys know me and my personality a little bit. I probably didn't handle it the best, you know, I have no filter. And so on Facebook, I would post, um, screenshots of data, you know, it, it's like April, May of 2020. And I was posting, do you guys remember all this stuff? Like you would post literally like a screenshot of like CDC data of COVID numbers, which basically said like the data, not like an article, not like a Breitbart article, but like the data would say, like it only goes after like, you know, like the 72 year olds, you know, and like everybody else is pretty much like, it, like live your lives. I was posting that stuff. And like my friend group and Boone were like, just basically calling me a murderer. And so anyways, we moved, we moved back to Georgia. And, um, and so, yeah, so, so, but, but before that, before all that, what I'm trying to say is before all that, we went to Florida, we went to Florida, uh, for vacation in June, 2020 to St. Augustine. And, and so my memory of that is just so beautiful because we were living in this weird tents. No one was going out. All the businesses were shut down in Boone, except for Chili's, um, which is when I fell in love with, with Chili's and their entire menu and their Cajun chicken pasta, as well as their margaritas. So we went down to St. Augustine and, and I'm like, I, God bless the state and this governor. 
for following the science in the face of these nut jobs, you know? And so, you know, we go down there, like nobody dies at all. We go back to Boone and everyone acts like we just brought back the plague because you know me, I might've posted some photos on Facebook of us down there at the beach. And at the time, our daughter is one and a half years old and we tried to put her back in her daycare, Sugar Grove developmental, I think, yeah, developmental daycare. And, uh, and they tried to make her quarantine for 14 days. And I'm like, no, we just went on vacation, you know? So no, my boss is not going to allow me to go, uh, take 14 more days. You nut jobs. No, we're paying you money. No, we're putting her back in daycare. Here's the data. She's okay. It's, it's all good. They're all in masks. So, um, so yeah, anyway, so love DeSantis. I've loved him for a long time and I know he's a politician. Okay. I know he's not part, you know, maybe he's part of the establishment. I don't know. I don't know if I buy it all that crap. I just know that the dude grew up playing baseball. He was literally in the little league world series. And he was also captain of his little league world series baseball team. That's awesome. And then he goes to Yale and Harvard and he's just got a cool story. And he's like, he goes there and comes out more conservative than he went in, which is is funny. And he's just he, he also seems happy, which I find a good quality in a person, especially now, given the circumstances going on and the the atmosphere, you know. And he, if you go on Twitter, he only follows one person, his wife, you know. And he doesn't. He just seems like he doesn't uh, give a crap about. All the crap going on, all the noise. There's so much noise on Twitter, you know, and on Facebook, especially Twitter. There's so much noise. There's too many cooks in the kitchen. There's too much noise. There's too much drama. If you post anything or if, if anything happens, if any, if literally any legislation happens, if any news happens, if anything happens, you're going to have, you know, CNN, uh, portray it this way, Fox News portray it this way, Washington Post portray it this way, Axios portray it this way, Eric Erickson's going to have this hot take, Glenn Beck will have this hot take, Ben Shapiro will have this hot take, and then, you know what I mean? You have all the content based on this one thing happening, and all this noise for three days based on this one thing, and then you got what, it. just my perception of it is, DeSantis just seems impervious to all that, just like I don't know, a stately, mature person amongst all of us, I include myself in all this, noisy, just manic, crazy people. So I like him. I've, I watched some interviews with him. If you haven't watched his interview with Pierce Morgan from uh, like two weeks ago, if you're, you know, kind of into politics like me, watch it. It's really good. It's really good. It's, it's well done. Pierce Morgan does a good job. And uh, <clears throat> like two or three weeks ago, he did a air quotes here, fireside chat with Ben Shapiro. It's good. Shapiro exhausts me. It, I'm like, I can't, you know, I can't listen to too much Shapiro, but it's good. It's good. I, I like DeSantis. And so up until this past week, I was getting excited. I felt like, my read of the GOP conservative room was people were kind of getting excited about DeSantis. 
And I really thought that dude was testing the waters, probably going to announce in the next couple months, few months, you know, and, you know, and then, I mean, Trump's obviously running, you know, uh, there, there's this fear, at least for me, that Trump's probably going to win the nomination, but DeSantis, if he won the nomination, and I've said it before on this podcast, in my opinion, DeSantis beats any Democrat because that guy can win America um, and can create a campaign around not just him, but the idea that the left no longer knows what a man and woman is. And they're now obsessed with weird crap like, uh, you know, gender and non-binary and drag shows. And, and that's not even like hyperbole. Like it, they are like, they're just, they've lost their minds. And so if you create a, a marketing campaign kind of around that and kind of highlighting that, and I think DeSantis can do that and kind of not make it just about him, then he wins. He can win America. The, Trump can't do that. Trump makes it all about himself. You know, obviously, you know, you hear like the make America great, you know, uh, thing and, and, and you think that, well, that's not about Trump. It's about America. It's about, it's about us, you know, not really. It's, it's really, it's really about Trump. It's really about Trump. And listen, man, like I voted for Trump, you know, like I get it. Like, but it's not 2016. It's not 2020 anymore. What I'm trying to tell you and it's what I told my old man breakfast group this morning. Every Wednesday morning, I have breakfast with a bunch of 80-year-olds and Edward Murray, the, the lead minister for uh, the, uh, the head pastor at Rock Martin United Methodist Church. It's me and Edward and uh, Ken Suffrage, former mayor of Aragon, uh, Bill Burns, former uh, Cobb County commissioner who also ran for governor uh against Sonny Purdue in 2002 and didn't win but got like 200,000 votes and uh google him and Hal Floyd Polk County commissioner uh we have breakfast every Wednesday morning at JC Snack Shack and these guys are great and and it's it's us and uh and Edward is kind of the moderate I'm not, I'm, I'm probably like, I'm kind of weird. I am not a moderate. I'm probably, I'm, I'm like, I'm socially liberal in a lot of things, but I'm also like farther right than Glenn Beck in a lot of ways too. It, it's, it's kind of weird. Um, I'll never forgive the Democrats for what they did in 2020 ever, 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 ever. Um, I kind of like John Ossoff, <laughs> but but like, but I love Brian Kemp, you know what I mean? Um, so, and then, and Ken and Bill are super hard, right? And they're going to, they would follow Donald J. Trump into, uh, in anything off a cliff, you know, and then Hal Floyd is a little more reasonable. Um, thank God he's my County commissioner. So, so I had breakfast with them and the, I mean, they, um, they just, 
I mean, Bill and Ken just like, they just don't, mainly Ken, mainly Ken. Ken just, I love him, but he just, you know, he, he's like, you understand, Josh. I mean, this is it, man. Like, Trump's going to win. Trump's going to win because this time, Trump's going to just take his middle finger and just, he's not going to take it. He's ready. He's ready to fight back. And I know so many of these people who think that way because they watch Greg Gutfeld every night. And I'm telling you, that's not the real world. <laughs> and that's exactly what the left wants. They want that. And there, there, there are way too many Republicans that think that way. And it makes me extremely nervous. And if you watch Fox News, I'm not saying that you should, but if you watch Fox News, that is the vibe right now. That is the vibe. And it's it's even the vibe. It's even the vibe uh, kind of across simp like GOP Twitter, you know, like simp GOP Twitter is kind of like obsessed with Trump right now. And um, I don't know. And maybe I'm being too pessimistic about it, but it's just it's like obviously like these charges are that there's the reasonable take is this. The reasonable take is it sounds like the charges are totally legit. I mean, sleazy, sleazy, like, and also where's Melania, you know? So, I mean, I mean, I'm just saying like, it's, you know, I think today or yesterday, he's, uh, Trump said, the only, the only thing I'm guilty of is, is fighting for this country. Well, I mean, that's not necessarily true. I think you're probably, you're probably guilty of this. That doesn't mean, that doesn't mean that, that they should be going after you because it's obviously political. They're obviously going after you just because you're Donald Trump and you're, you know, running for, for president, you know, and why are they going after you now? This happened in 2015. Why didn't they do this in 2020? It's, you know, it's, everybody sees this as a big old joke. Um, but they're, they're trying to run it, you know, out. They're trying to run it through the end of the year, through next year, uh, to where it's running through, you know, campaign season is just so, it's just annoying. It's just so, it's just so annoying. Um, and I'm over it. I'm freaking over it. And, um, and I'll probably say it again many times in this podcast, repackaged in different ways, but I'm telling you from a marketing person, from a person who does marketing, um, I'm just saying logistically, uh, objectively that it whatever your feelings about Trump are and whatever you think about what they're doing to him which I agree with with you I I understand what they're doing to him I get it like I get it and the the man what the man did for our wallets we, we might not ever experience it again in a lot of ways I I I just think that I I think that there's some sensationalism that we probably that we probably bought into about his greatness that I think if we, you know, pulled our heads out of our ears a little bit, like I think that there's some other people out there that could that could do a good job. Uh I think. And and may, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe maybe I'm blinded by the DeSantis. I don't know. I just think that the guy I I don't I don't see anybody else that could do it other than him. You know, I think I think what you I think if DeSantis runs, you have a lot of other people who like, it's going to be probably like people imagine 
next year. You're going to have people like just your boring, like uh, your, like your Chris Christie's, your Mitt Romney's, you know what I mean? Like your, your Jeb Bush's, those kinds of people probably, you know what I mean? Um, maybe Marco, that kind of guy. Um, I don't know if you'll have a, who's that young Indian guy that has announced he has no chance. Nikki Haley, Nikki Haley has no chance. Um, but DeSantis has a chance. I just wish part of me wishes that Trump would go away. Not because I don't like Trump, not because, you know, I'm not glad or I'm not thankful for the things he did. I really, I really think that the man really did, really did affect my wallet. Like he did, he just did. And Democrats, you know, are so brainwashed that you you could show them facts about what he did with oil and even the middle and Middle East relations. And they just I mean, it's like talking to a a brick wall. They are so brainwashed about him. It's you, know, you can't have a conversation. But um, what the man did with Saudi Arabia and with oil and with the pipeline, all these things like he did real actual things um he was such a threat to uh you know the establishment it, it, was, it was great in a lot of ways I'm, I'm just saying the marketing content against him it's so it's so great i'm just it's I, it's true it's so much that he has no chance he just has no chance they're not going to run joe biden again um, a, a lot of people might not see that on our side of the aisle because I think, I think a lot of people, at least my little, uh, you know, breakfast club, I had to kind of school them on this, but a lot of people on our side of the aisle doesn't, re don't really tune in to the other side. I tell people this all the time. You should just tune in to NPR sometimes because you'll realize that they're, they're out on Joe Biden. Like they're done. Um, if you, oh my gosh, if you, sometimes I'll just, y'all have heard me say this before. Sometimes I'll just, uh, I think it was during the, the train spill thing. I was, I was going back and forth, just comparing how they were talking about Pete Buttigieg, you know? Um, and I was like going back and forth between like CNN and Greg Gutfeld. But if you, if you just go back and forth, you'll just, it, it'll just blow your mind. But, um, I forget where I was going with this, but, uh, uh, yeah. Anyways, um, we're, we're screwed basically. Uh, <laughs> my, my brother, my redneck brother who I call it the redneck Yoda, uh, thinks that, that it doesn't matter because Republicans are going to vote Republican and Democrats are going to vote Democrat. And, and that just is what it is. Like, so whoever is the nominee for the Republicans, they don't need to campaign. And same with Democrats, because <laughs> everybody has their minds made up. At the end of the day, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter at all. So uh, there you go. Um, I hope this episode of Rhubarb Nation has been, <laughs> has been not a complete waste of time for you. Uh, I am currently trolling people on Twitter, by the way, because I, I tweeted a, a video or I shared a video of Ronald Acuna Jr., um, hustling and I sarcastically said <laughs> Ronald Acuna Jr. needs to slow down 
This is how people get hurt. Nick Marcagus would never run the bases like this, which is why he never missed a World Series. <laughs> really hope he can learn how to play the game the right way. <laughs> and it's gone viral. And I am getting <laughs> these people. Most people know that it's be, that, that it's sarcastic. And uh, and it's gone. It's gone viral. <laughs> I guess as viral as you can get within the uh the Braves Twitter space. And people, uh, some people are are taking it seriously, and I am just having the best time ever. <laughs> oh my gosh! Anyways, y'all have a great rest of your week. Okay, enjoy Master Sunday. A little bit about Master Sunday for me. Um, I tweeted about this, so please keep me in your prayers. Okay, because listen, I love Masters Week, and guess what? Usually. My wife and I have an agreement, all right? We have an agreement where Master Sunday, we we protect it. We protect Master Sunday at, like the Jews protect uh, Ramaka. Is Am I saying that right? Is that, a, is that a Jewish holiday? Or like a, is Ramaka like a, is like a, can somebody check on that for me and get and tweet at me? Is Ramaka like a day event or a month? Anyways, um, we protect Master Sunday. Always have, me and Nikki. Well, this year, it's on Easter Sunday. Well, here's the thing. Nikki's family, my in-laws, who I love, as well as like sister-in-law and Nikki's Aunt Christy and her new boyfriend, uh, his name is Jamie. We call him Penny because my sister-in-law's name is Jamie and we can't call him Jamie because she's already claimed Jamie and he's new. We like him, but he's new. Like we can't, you know what I mean? So we call him Penny and he, I think he's an offensive line coach or something at Kusa. So go Kusa Eagles. So shout out to Penny. Anyways, Penny is Christy's new boyfriend. I just met him last weekend. He's tall. He looks like he listens to bro country, but he, he's, he, he looks like a, a bro, but I think he's, there's more to him than that. Anyways, um, other than me and Penny, I think that we're the only ones who are going to be watching Masters Sunday because Nikki's family, they've made all the plans for, for Easter. What, what I'm getting at is, um, because it's Easter, Nikki's family, they're, they're believers as am I, and we're doing this big Easter thing on Sunday. Um, usually, uh, Masters Sunday does not fall on Easter. And, and I kind of wish it wasn't okay. Because if it wasn't, I wouldn't, you know, I, I love, I love my in-laws. I love spending time with them, but I also love watching master Sunday. It's very sacred to me. My Lord and savior, Jesus is as well. <sighs> I, I sound like a bad Christian here, but, but I also want to watch master Sunday golf. And I know, I know that I'm, I'm already feeling as I'm talking about this, this is therapy for me. I'm already feeling anxious because I know, that there's only one TV and it's in the living room and there's going to be kids there with family. And then like Nikki's grandparents are great, but they just, they're, I mean, they're great. They're great. They're great. They're great. They're great. But like, I mean, they're great, but like Brenda just talks a lot and like, I just, and, but I think there'll be alcohol there, but, it, but at the same time as Easter. So like how much alcohol do I want to, you know what I mean? Drink. Cause it is Easter. How do I, how do I balance all this in my life? Please pray for me this Easter Sunday slash master Sunday as we celebrate the real master. You know what I mean? Anyways, uh, have a great rest of your Thursday or Friday. Whenever, whenever you're listening to this, um, 
should the Lord uh, move you to write me a review. <laughs> All right. Bye-bye.